Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to morning prayers. Please stand as you are able for a responsive reading from the Black Appleton Psalter, Psalm number 90 on page 45. Lord, you have been our refuge from one generation to another. Turn us back to the dust and say, Go back, O child of earth. For a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday when it is past, and like a wash in the night. You sweep us away like a dream. We fade away suddenly like the grass. In the morning is the dream that emerges, in the evening is the child. When you are angry, all our days are gone. We bring our years to an end like a sigh. The sand of our life is seventy years. Perhaps in strength you may yet yet some of them is but labor and sorrow. But they pass away quickly when we are all. Who regards the power of your wrath? Who rightly fears your indignation?
This morning's lesson is the second stanza of today's hymn. As nature's healing through the years reclothes the stricken battlefields, so mercy gives us joy for tears and grief to proud remembrance yields. And mindful hearts are glad to keep a tryst of love with them that sleep. Above the south entrance to our church's memorial room, standing directly opposite the yard's other memorial edifice, Widener Library, reads the inscription, in grateful memory of the Harvard men who died in the World War, we have built this church. Dedicated on Armistice Day 1932, when there had only been one World War, Harvard's church is a testament to sacrifice and service, its very walls the guardians of memory and hope. This Sunday marks the 86th anniversary of the building's dedication, but also the 100th anniversary of the armistice of November the 11th, 1918, which brought to a close four years of incomprehensible carnage on the battlefields of Northern Europe. The memorial room, surely one of Harvard's most poignant spaces, contains another inscription from then-President Abbot Lawrence Lowell. While a bright future beckoned, they freely gave their lives and fondest hopes for us and our allies, that we might learn from them courage in peace to spend our lives making a better world for others. Surrounding the names of the First World War dead are reliefs by the Italian-born sculptor Joseph Arthur Coletti, the only pupil of John Singer Sargent. The room's powerful centerpiece is the sculpture Sacrifice by the American sculptor and author Malvina Hoffman, which was originally housed in the Cathedral of St. John the Divine in New York City. This weekend, the memorial room hosts a series of war etchings by the British artist James Alfege Brewer, depicting scenes from war-torn Belgium and northern France an exhibition curated by Harvard University Choir alumnus Benjamin Dunham. The Memorial Church also houses one of four bronze casts of Daniel Chester French's Benediction, a model of a winged female figure with outstretched arms, proposed for the American cemetery in saint Michel, France, but never completed. Alongside these physical memorials, the church's sonorous bell sings out in memory of voices that are hushed, providing an active, ongoing musical memorial to the war dead. This Sunday afternoon, the Harvard University Choir will present its own musical memorial, a programme of old and new works associated with the First World War. Sir Hubert Parry, whose 100th death anniversary is also commemorated this fall, served as director of London's Royal College of Music from 1895 to 1918. As one enters the Royal College, one is confronted by a stone slab listing the quite considerable number of old collegians that perished pro patria in the Great War. Parry was deeply affected by seeing so many of his students marching to war, many never to return. In the words of one pupil, Herbert Howells, the war was a scourge that cast a devastating shadow over Parry's mind and heart. Our programme features works by Parry and several of his pupils, Herbert Howells and John Ireland, who were unable to fight due to pre-existing medical conditions, and George Dyson and Ray Vaughan Williams, both of whom served in France. Vaughan Williams left behind two significant musical memorials, the remarkable pastoral symphony 
whose elegiac title disguises the horrors of war depicted within, and the plea for peace, Dona Novis Pacem, written in the mid-1930s, when it was rapidly becoming apparent that the war to end war would not. The work's powerful final movement builds up into a majestic hymn of praise before dying away into the sound of a solitary soprano voice reiterating her quiet entreaty, Dona Novis Pacem, grant us peace. Welsh composer Gareth Trosseda's war cantata in Flanders Fields will close our programme. New settings of familiar World War I poetry are heard alongside parodies of popular songs of the time. As Vaughan Williams did in the Pastoral Symphony, so too Trosseda incorporates bugle calls in the cantata, a vivid sonic memory of war. One final act of memorialization, which will be observed in our programme, is that of silence. A two-minute silence at 11am on November the 11th is observed in the UK and other Commonwealth countries. On the 1920 unveiling of the Cenotaph, London's memorial to the war dead, the Times newspaper reported the effect of the two-minute silence. Big Ben ceased and the very pulse of time stood still. In the centre of Harvard's bustling campus, this monument to peace enables reflection and communion, commodities that are rare but sorely needed in our frenetic world. As our prayer this morning, I offer the final stanza of Archbishop John Darbisher's tribute to the fallen of the First World War, which we are about to sing. O oh, help us in the silence, Lord, to hear the whispered call of love, and day by day thy strength afford, our work to do, our faith to prove. So be thy blessing richly shed on our communion with the dead. Amen. Please join me in offering the Lord's Prayer, printed on the reverse of your order of worship. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Please stand as you are able to sing hymn number 88 in your Crimson Memorial Church hymnal, O Lord of Life, Whose Power Sustains, number 88.
May we live this day compassionate of heart, clear in word, gracious in awareness, courageous in thought, generous in love. Amen. Amen. Amen.